This is the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, January 12th. Well, we got to Thursday, Corey. We made it to Thursday. It's um, uh, the first full week back in the in the new year for us. Uh-huh. It's always man, after not working for like a like a month on a Monday. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Yesterday felt like we'd been at this for a while. <laughs> now that we powered through yesterday, I feel okay about things. Like my clock sort of reset somewhere yesterday afternoon evening. Yeah. I feel okay about I feel okay about the week now. <laughs> and then, you know, if you're very superstitious, of course, tomorrow's Friday the 13th, so that could throw a whole giant wrinkle into it. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. A little stitious, yes. You have a high school game tonight. Yeah, high school girls basketball. Stop me if you've heard this one before, but on the Superstation tonight is Monaga at Wadida Deer Creek Basketball. Uh, that's the game we had on Tuesday night for the boys, and now we're doing it tonight for the girls. And uh, the Braves coming into this game are three and five on the season, zero and three in Section Eight AA play, three and one in the Park Region Conference, though they are zero and two on the road and three and three at home. Their last game was played on Saturday, so they didn't play on Tuesday, but Saturday they went up to Crookston or they hosted Crookston in Monaga, rather, and they uh, lost 54-39. to That was their last game. They're going to play Wadena-Deer Creek as their lone game this week tonight at the WDC Middle High School Gym. And the Wolverines are 6-3 and three on the season, 1-1 one and one in Section 8AA play, 3-1 and one in the Park Region Conference, 4-1 and one on the road, and 2-2. Two and two on their home floor. By the way, speaking of the Park Region Conference in girls basketball, Henning leads the conference with 5 and 0 mark, Wadena Deer Creek 3 and 1, Monaga also 3 and 1, so two teams tied for second place in the PRC will go at it tonight. Sabika 1 and 1, Pillager 1 and 2, Verndale 1 and 4, uh, New York Mills 0 and 2 and Bertha Hewitt 0 and 3 in a Park Region Conference play this year. Uh, two teams that uh, have had some nice track records over the last few few years, so looking forward to a nice matchup tonight uh, uh, in Wadena. Yeah, uh, 7.15 pregame, 7.30 tip time on 105.9 FM, the Superstation K106. Also online at WadenaRadio.com and on the Superstation K106 app. The Twins made it official yesterday and signed Carlos Correa. There was a press conference and everything. We got to see him in the new Twins drip. He's he's a big fan of him. You made a point yesterday I saw on social media to comment on what is also my favorite Twins road uniform. Seeing that again with the pinstripes, and I love the road uniform. I think it's probably my favorite of their new uniforms. If I was ranking them, and I think we did this uniform ranking already, but I'm going to say it again, road grays every single time. They look so good. They're clean. The pinstripes are clean. I understand getting rid of the pinstripes on the home uniform. That's fine. But like pinstripes on the away uniform just feels so right. 
It does. It, it it does. And it it's not the same as the old road uniforms when they had the pinstripes and it was the block letters across the front. The fonts changed a little bit. There's a big stripe on the sleeves. But you know what? Even if you're not a big fan of these Twins uniforms, they have to look a little bit. You have to. You probably have come around to them a little bit more now that Carlos Correa is wearing one. It certainly does help. That's for sure. Did you watch his press conference yesterday? Um, was there... You know, was it worthwhile to? Did you learn anything, or was it mostly fluff? I mean, a lot of these press press conferences are fluff, but this is the one time that you're going to be able to talk to Carlos Correa. Maybe I mean, he's going to be at I believe he's going to Twins Fest in a couple weeks, but outside of that, you're not going to be able to talk to him until spring training. So this is the one time you get to talk to him, figure out what the heck happened, and do all that stuff. Obviously, Carlos Correa is going to put a nice spin on it. You know, uh, I think Patrick Royce had the tongue-in-cheek tweet saying, uh, you know, they're going to say that this is truly where him and Mrs. Correa wanted to be all along. Uh, kind of that joke. But I think uh, Carlos Correa put a good spin on it in uh, Inside Twins with Chris Atterbury. He said, uh, he's like, you know, I could have made $350 million. He's like, I'm making $200 million here. And people are like, hey, man, you lost out on all this money. And he's like, my bro... I'm, I'm, like paraphrasing him here, he's like, my brother, uh, I grew up in Puerto Rico having rice and fried eggs for dinner every night. He's like, making $200 million is fine to me. So whether that's whether that's a positive spin or whether that's how he actually feels is irrelevant, I think. Well, I think it, it can kind of be both, right? I think you yeah. can probably be frustrated when you grow up eating rice and eggs for every single meal and you find out that you the idea of a hundred million dollars more you missed out on for whatever the reason, I think that can be disappointing. Mm-hmm. And I think you can also then realize that you grew up eating rice and eggs for every single meal and you're making $200 million guaranteed and be like, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I think both can probably be true. And by the way, if you just pretend that Carlos Correa's first that first year is added onto this contract, it's seven years two thirty five. So yeah, like that's not a bad contract. So uh, I saw a really interesting quote from Aaron Gleeman, right? Okay. Twins writer for the Athletic. Uh, he had he shared a quote from Correa, I believe, from the press press conference, or maybe it was kind of uh, like in a scrum afterwards. Yeah. Yes. And he said, at the end of the day, all that matters is that I'm here. This is Carlos Correa saying this. I'm going to represent this city and this organization, and I'm going to do it the right way. I'm going to play hard every single day. I'm going to be out there in the community helping as much as I can. I'm going to be dedicated to that. I'm going to give it my all. Me and my family are going to be very dedicated to the city, and that's going to be for a long time. We're very happy. Now, Gleeman made a point to say that came across as very genuine when he heard it from Correa. And I think that's important. Twins fans are a little fatalist in that, like, and and let's be honest, baseball in general right now is like, why did the Twins over it? Like, you know, we talk yeah. about, like, they couldn't, that couldn't have been his first choice. Or oh, whatever. he's coming into Minnesota with his tail between his legs. Like, and, like yeah. Minnesota's a consolation prize. And it's always felt like with Correa – he could have easily picked Oakland or Miami or Kansas City as easily as he could have picked the Mets or the Giants or the Cardinals the Cardinals or, or as we found out the Twins because it wasn't about the place it was about the dedication to him 
mm-hmm. from the organization, and he was just going to be in. Now, I'm a huge homer, so of course this is the way I'm I'm willing to spin this, but it's it's never felt like Minnesota was a consolation prize in this one. He said it during the season. If you want me next year, go out and pay for me. Like, yeah, it's been, if you give me a salary very, I want, I have no problem coming here. He's been very level-headed from my perspective in all of this. Yeah, and there's one there's one thing that uh, was said by a Twins beat reporter for MLB.com, Diohung Park. He he said uh, he said in this process that that. Carlos, the Twins fell in love with Carlos Correa, not just because he's a great ball player and a great leader, but the fact that he was on so many pennant-winning teams in Houston, mm-hmm. it's really matured him as a ball player. And you can just hear that maturity in how he talks and how he prepares. He said he's been talking with Jose Miranda all offseason, like challenging him, and mm-hmm. he had no idea that he was going to be with the Twins. He just kept challenging him. Hey, man, like I want to see you come like into spring training like, fit and strong and doing all these things and like turning everybody's head like wow jose miranda came into spring training in shape like in the best shape of his life and not a miguel sano best shape of his life kind of thing like i think you see that leadership aspect of carlos correa and it's honest like it's worth its weight in gold honestly uh there is something to be said about having an adult in the room and carlos correa is the adult in the room right like especially in professional sports, yeah, maybe it's the manager, maybe it's the general manager, president, how, whatever the, like, but, like, sometimes those people need to be asked to leave the room so the players can be, like, can handle their business. Right. Uh, Carlos Correa is the adult in the room uh, in in all of this, and it's probably something that's very important for this team. He's been reliable as far as playing games throughout his entire career. Obviously, that's come into question with some of his medicals, but it is all hypothetical. Up to this point, the dude mm-hmm. plays baseball, and when you're really good and you can be out there all the time, People in the in the locker room are just going to turn to you, right? We go to high school games all the time, and how often do you hear these high school coaches talk about, man? You know, we've we've got these seniors on the team who've now just been in the program since they've been playing since varsity the since they were sophomores, and, and it's it's a cliche. Like I got a coach on the court, but the the adult in the room so that way when two seniors are starting and they're out there with with two sophomores and a freshman those two sophomores and a freshman aren't overwhelmed they just look to the senior who's been there that's that's what this is Carlos Correa is the senior in the program yeah exactly and I think that helps out a lot with the twins uh one thing I did notice too Derek Falvey mentioned this and we talked a little bit about this off air Corey uh there are two things from Falvey that really stood out to me one is that he kept in contact with Carlos Correa the entire time. They talked to Scott Boris last summer just saying, hey, we really love Carlos Correa. We want to keep him around. Like We're going to do whatever it takes. And then Correa goes to the Giants. And Falvey that night called Carlos Correa and said, hey, Carlos, like heard the news. Like, just want to wish you all the best. Like, we really appreciated you having here. You're, um, you know, you're an important part of Twins territory. All that jazz. And... I don't know whether it's just press conference, it's all roses kind of talk. Uh, I think there's a, is it all the way true? Maybe not, but I think genuinely 
that that probably meant a lot to Carlos. And that doesn't go without saying that the Twins constantly have shown how much they respect Correa, they want Correa, because the Mets and the Giants didn't know Carlos Correa, the person, and how hard he works and how hard he does all this stuff. The Twins did, and they showed that faith by giving him $42.5 more million guaranteed and giving him that contract, then that has to mean something for Correa, who, by the way, has no opt-outs in this contract. He wants to be here for a long time. He said he wants to find an organization and put down roots. He doesn't want to keep going to free agency all the time. He wants to find a team and stick with it. And the second thing, Corey, is that... uh, Falvey said jokingly, but probably not jokingly, Carlos Correa is the assistant general manager of the Twins. Yeah. Yeah, probably not jokingly is correct. <laughs> Carlos Correa was a big reason why the Twins got uh, um, uh, what's the closer, Lopez, at the trade deadline. Carlos Correa's like, go get that guy. Mm-hmm. So he's got some influence, and he probably still will. Which is totally, that is, that's how, that's, that's how all jobs work, right? Every single job on planet Earth. Uh, is that like, hey, have you been around long enough? Have you shown your worth? I know I'm the one who's a decision maker, but hey, what do you think about this? Where do we need to go? What do we need? Like, that's that's in every job on the planet. Mm-hmm. If you're a teacher, that that is, uh, you know, uh, administration. Hey, you want a perfect example? We've got uh, an insight plan later today from Wadena Deer Creek Schools about long-term facilities updates. Mm-hmm. They're having a, a, a private teachers-only, staff-only meeting about, hey, what do you guys think our buildings are going to need? That happens in every job on planet Earth. It should happen in professional sports. It should happen if you're Carlos Correa. I know it sounds like we're blowing smoke. But it's really exciting to have a player like this. It's the it, Minnesota Twins signed a legitimate superstar. They signed one. They didn't. They didn't home grow it. A homegrown Joe Mauer. They they just they went. They were very very evident in their plans for wanting him. It's very. It's cool. It's just very fun. So that's that, Corey. Let's talk a little Minnesota Vikings. Yep. How? Let's do a quick vibe check on the Vikings. Where are you sitting at right now with them heading into the playoff game just a few days away? Well, I I will tell you this. I got a a text message this morning because okay. the NFL released schedules yesterday last night for next season, and uh, a buddy of mine already texted with his very negative outlook for next season. And I, I responded back immediately and said, respectfully, as respectfully as possible, because I know we all look at it, we all see, we all make our, we all make our guesses. I can't help it; I do the same thing. So, I don't care about next year yet. Yeah, I don't. Now, I might care by Sunday night at seven, <laughs> <laughs> but I, as of, t- I just don't care about next season. So. Like we've been saying all year long, every single game, the vibe check on this Vikings team is they're really, really fun. They have a great chance of beating the New York Giants. Yeah. And there is an equal chance that their season comes to an end on Sunday. I, I there's, I don't know what else to say about this team. If you don't think that about this Vikings team and come Sunday night you're shocked and disappointed like how could this team st- you clearly haven't watched the 18 games they've played this year there's there's nothing else this is the most whatever the outcome is the most trustworthy outcome team 
I've ever watched. They're the most weirdly consistent Vikings team I've seen. They're so it's that's exactly right. There's there's nothing that this team could do that would surprise me. They could beat any team in the league on any Sunday, and they can also lose to any team in the league on any Sunday. Literally. So them losing, like you said, it's not gonna surprise anybody. No. That's it. I think yeah. they're gonna win. They beat them once. It was close enough to keep them honest. Yeah. And that they're not I hopefully not gonna like just stroll into the arena and feel like they got this. Yeah. You know, they're not going to Vince McMahon walk in and, and <laughs> that's not going to happen. Uh, I mean, hopefully, hopefully yeah. that's not going to happen. Um, I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win. Garrett Bradbury on the injury report. Quick question, Corey. I know you got to go. Uh, do you think he plays and should he play with the back issues? Yeah. He, if he, if he can go, he, sh- he needs to play. Okay. I think he probably thinks that too. I think he does. Backs are just weird. I think that's the what mm-hmm. it comes down to. So, all right. So, yeah, I mean, it's a whole lot to talk about for this Vikings team and for what's going on uh, with them as they get ready for their playoff matchup with the New York Giants. 3.30 kickoff, uh, 2.30 pregame over on the Superstation, K106, 105.9. FM uh, for the radio coverage as well. But let's finish it off one more time on the morning sports desk. Here is Derek Falvey talking about Carlos Correa. We'll get that sound by pulled up here in a second. Uh, instead, why don't we give you here uh, Carlos Correa talking about uh, Byron Buxton and the impact he's had on this team. Byron is uh, it's like a He's like a brother to me. Um, we talked pretty much every other day, and uh, he never tried to recruit me. He never said anything like, come back, like, we need you. We all, we always talk like family talks, you know. Um, how are you doing? How are your kids? What do you guys do the other day? We went on a vacation. We did this. We did that. Uh, and it was always a fun conversation with him. Um, it was never about... You know, come back to the Twins and all that. And that's something I appreciate, right? Because the last thing you want is people telling you where you should go um, throughout this whole process. But knowing that I have a friend, a brother that cares about me, that cares about my family. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, January 12th.